Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is Taco Tuesday, and appropriately so, Timo Tuesday for the 14,161 in attendance at Saturday night's game. You've enjoyed four free tacos courtesy of a Sharks win over the Ducks, where Timo Meyer scored his 28th, 29th, and 30th goal of the season. Um, he tied his career high goals in one season, and... I mean, what else can be said about this amazing year for Timo Meyer? What's going on, everybody? I'm Aaron James. Welcome to the Shark City Podcast. Um, whether you're listening or watching on Instagram Live, YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook, feel free to drop a comment in the comment section, and I will get it. Uh, yeah, we're doing something different and new here today. Uh, this is a project that I've personally been working on for a minute, and just given the circumstance of things... Um, most of you all are aware out there over the past couple of years it kind of um, delayed some of this progress, but here we are today in a brand new format, and I'm glad to be uh, sharing this night talking Sharks hockey with all of you out there. All right, so um, just quick, quick review of the standings. Um, there's 17 games left, okay? 17 games left in the season. The Sharks are 29, 28, and 8 after 65 games played. I believe they're currently sixth in the Pacific. That may have changed. It tends to fluctuate between seven and six. But uh, nonetheless, it seems as if, and we mentioned this on the previous podcast, that the Sharks are now entering a phase in which it's time to try to stay healthy and try to just uh, rejuvenate the lines with some of the fresh, younger prospects, some of the players on the CUDA, and you know, just kind of figure out exactly where we're going to go and who is going to be playing a key role in the main roster next season. Uh, speaking of prospects, by the way, uh, Thomas Bordalo, we're all awaiting his decision to go pro soon as he's finishing up his sophomore season, but he has earned a spot along with Michigan in the Frozen Four. Uh, so has Magnus Krona with Devner. So April 7th at 2 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on ESPN2. They will be facing each other. So all Sharks fans, we have something to look forward to in April as we get to uh, wrap up this regular season here in Sharks territory. Speaking of other things to look forward to, so last game, Saturday night, just mentioned 14,000 plus in the stands. We will now see once and for all if the Sharks' attendance can improve. They've been offering... Um, I believe 22% off of fees if you buy it directly through uh, them. And, you know, they've been trying other things to try to get the fans into attendance, but they just announced yesterday that um, they will now allow fans in to the stands without any test results needing to be presented or required, without any checking of your medical record or your medical history. The doors are now open for every fan to return to the shark tank so definitely interested in seeing the turnout um you know <laughs> it's going to be very interesting if it, if it's more than fourteen thousand plus then we all have had a lot we've all had our long-awaited answer for the season in terms of why the sharks haven't been able to fill up the tank but we'll stay away from that topic on this podcast episode uh speaking of the tank Personally, just a you know, quick little um, side note here. I recently had, I have recently discovered that the San Jose Sharks tank. Now you know I've been talking about this 
jersey for the better part of the last couple of seasons, but Adidas released a Team Classics jersey. It's not the Heritage jersey, like the one that I uh, have right here on display if you're watching. Uh, it happens to be a new line, and it's throwing it back to the original look, the original feel, that V-neck classic 1991 inaugural true-to-its-form jersey uh, with the manufacturer logo on the back of the jersey on the lower right. And, um, you know, it has a unique kind of patch where you would typically see, um, you know, the sizes uh, in the back to let it know that it's quote-unquote authentic. Anyways, all that to say is that the Sharks are not going to be stocking this jersey at the tank, at the Sharks store. So um, that's an exclusive. Apparently, and, you know, this, this right here is pretty much a no-brainer, but apparently the reasoning behind this logistics decision was that there are two... Okay, how do I say this? Is that the Team Classics jersey that's bringing it back to 1991. By the way, they also released the California Golden Seals. But anyways, um, back to Sharks. Apparently, it looks too similar to the Heritage jersey for the 30th anniversary last season. So there is no need for them to order it because they already have an abundance of the Heritage jerseys in stock on the shelves. So there is no logical or rational reason for the store to bring in these new once in like 30 years right um look these team classic jerseys from adidas um i did find out that they were at a sporting goods store i won't say the name of the sporting goods store um for two reasons one i don't want to plug and two um wouldn't be appropriate <laughs> so that should be the big giveaway if you're looking to you know get your adidas arrow ready team classic sharks jersey throwing it back to 1991 you can find it at a sporting goods store on the shelves um, have i seen it in person have i confirmed that personally no i have not but i've seen them online otherwise you have to go through nhl.com all right so moving on um, so we did some fun Instagram questions today. If you haven't had a chance to check those out or give your opinion on our fan polls, you could do so following this show and, you know, you could kind of affect the results. So as of right, as of this moment from right before this podcast has, or this show has started the stream, I'm going to share the results of our questions. And our first question coming up, um, just had to ask, we were talking about last season, uh, excuse me, last season, last episode, and we were talking about Timo Meyer and his ability to reach 40 goals this season. Randy Hahn kind of mentioned it, whether it was a call or not, like a call to action, that's debatable. But nonetheless, he had mentioned on the previous broadcast that Meyer reaching 30 goals in a season, you know, there's there are plentiful, I guess, or there's an abundance of 30 goal scorers in the league. So what they wanted to know is whether or not Timo Meyer had the ability to reach 40 goals this season and be more of an elite, exclusive um, club of players, so to speak. So we asked the same question out there. We asked Sharks fans, how do you feel about Timo Meyer 
being able to reach 40 goals this season. And 80% of you feel that he will achieve the 40-goal mark. All right, so uh, as we mentioned previously, the uh, Salzy Sharks have 17 games remaining to do just that. Uh, so do I think personally that Timo Meyer can make, um, you know, the 40, if he can reach the 40 goal mark, I'm thinking I want to agree with most of you out there and say, yes, I believe he can. Um, of the 17 games remaining, the teams that the Sharks are playing going into, um, you know, finishing off this month and going into April are the Coyotes. Obviously that's tomorrow night. Uh, the Avalanche, the Stars, the Oilers, Flames, Canucks, the Predators, oh my goodness, that's going to be a redemption match, I hope. I really hope that the Sharks are able to respond to that 8-0, pretty much putting it on the silver platter. Um, oh my god, I'm not even going to, I'm already having a PTSD just thinking about it. Uh, Blackhawks, Wild, Blue Jackets, Blues, the Golden Knights, the Ducks, and the Kraken are all the teams that remain for the Sharks this season. We play a couple of them, a couple, like maybe um, more than once. So I didn't bother mention them twice. If you notice that the count didn't reach 17. Anyways, why bring up all those uh, opponents? Well, obviously it's, you know, um, very important to know where the Sharks are headed for the remainder of the season. Uh, but also if Timo Meyer may have the ability to score the goals. Now he just needs 10 required to you know reach that elite status so um you know starting off with tomorrow the coyotes uh, timo meyer has 22 career games against the coyotes in which he has 15 points seven goals eight assists so uh, for all of us who are on the timo 40 goal mark watch so to speak um we can expect some um you know opportunities tomorrow for him for sure uh, moving on to the Avalanche, uh, he has 18 career games in which he has 10 points, but it's seven assists. So will he be contributing to the scoreboard against the Avs? Perhaps uh, just career-wise, he hasn't necessarily buried the puck on their net um, in his 18 games he's played. Um, so rather than go through every single club, I think I want to go cover the ones where you know he could definitely start to like make a dent in that 10 goals needed. So um, the Kraken, just kidding. He's only, played one, he's only played a couple of games against the Kraken, three games, only one goal. So um, I wouldn't expect much. We'll just eliminate the Kraken for right now. Um, the Predators, I really hope for redemption. But um, we'll just see. We'll just see how, how, that, all, um, how that all plays out. He has four goals and four assists, so he's kind of, uh, you know, not historically speaking on his, you know, careers against. He's not really like, you know, racking up points against Nashville. So, you know, let's just go through each team. Why not? We got the time, right? Um, so Oilers don't want to say too much about them, but um, 12 points in 18 games, uh, heavy on the assist. So eight assists. Uh, the Ducks are pretty much, in my opinion, the one game where, you know, watch out for a hat trick. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the 23 games played, he has eight goals, uh, 10 assists for a total of 18 points. Uh, so uh, we have them like, like uh, 
toward the end of the season in April. So be on the lookout for hopefully, you know, Meyer starting to, you know, make a dent into that. Uh, as for the Blackhawks, uh, same kind of, um, that's, that's what I was trying to lead to, but I just got caught up in covering all the teams for, you know, the sake of being thorough. But uh, for the Blackhawks, the um, Timo Meyer has 12 games played, and in those 12 games, he has eight goals and four assists. So be on the lookout for when we play Chicago. We play him twice. We play him twice remaining this season. Um, he has really good uh, performance in terms of putting the biscuit in the twine against that team. All right. I think you all get the point here. We all believe that Timo Meyer has the ability to reach 10 more goals this season. And the teams that he's played, you know, he's had success uh, getting on the scoreboard one way or another. Uh, for for us, I think the eight goals against is essentially the highest. I mean, the only one that he has better performance against in his career is the Kings. But um, we don't play L.A. anymore. We've already handled them. We missed the sweep, but we've handled them this season. Uh, so, yeah, I honestly think and agree with 80, was it 80%? Let me double check those numbers. Yeah, 80% of you feel that Timo Meyer will reach 40 goals this season, and I believe he will too. Um, if you want to be like, you know, super, super stats and get all analytical with it, he's had 26 expected goals and he scored 30 this season. So he's on pace. He's on pace for a career year. Um, so, you know. It'll be Timo time, hopefully 10 more times in Sharks territory. All right, moving on to the next question. I think we've uh, got all the juice out of that berry as we can. Uh, By the way, I'm Aaron James. You're listening to Shark City Podcast. If you join us late, we're reviewing some of our Instagram poll questions and, you know, just giving on, just sharing all the feedback from you all fans out there and just trying to get a better grasp of how we all feel about the season and going into next year. So, um, speaking of the season of next year, if Timo Meyer, you know, I guess this question of whether or not he can reach 40 goals naturally would lead to, if he does, should he be named the Sharks MVP this year? That was probably a question that I should have asked, but I, uh, I dropped a puck on that one, so to speak. Um, you know, I guess what we'll the way to see if he gets to the 40 goal mark, uh, 20% of you feel like he's not going to do it. So who knows, you know, a uh, quarter of you out there might be correct. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. And if he does get there, then hey, maybe maybe it's good um good idea to mention his name in the Sharks team MVP, not the league MVP. Just want to clarify. <laughs> uh, if anyone deserves the most valuable player of the Sunday Sharks this season, it's going to be James Reimer, without a doubt. James Reimer. Uh, Reimer has undoubtedly been the best Shark this year. He's played thirty nine games, eighteen victories. And he has a .917 save percentage with 2.75 goals against. Um, He's a big reason why the Sharks are on that whole one point um, per game average in the league standings. Uh, James Reimer has been holding it down. We've covered him plenty of times with so much praise on this podcast. So we'll continue to do it throughout the season. We declared him the starting goaltender this year and we've already shared our sentiment on how we feel about him next season being the starting goaltender as well so that leads into our next question Uh, some of you out there are 50 50 or iffy about this with you know james reimer being 
are remaining on the Sharks after the trade deadline. A lot of us thought that he was going to be moved, uh, especially when there is a lot of credible sources out there saying that there are teams that are interested. Um, of course, the Sharks acquired Kako Kakinen from the Minnesota Wild. Thank you for your service, Mustache Middleton. But uh, Kakinen now kind of you know, brings up this question, especially with Aiden Hill and his limited availability in the games. But we asked, is Aiden Hill's time in San Jose coming to an end? Uh, 50% of you say yes, which means the other half of you think not so much. Uh, Curtis Pashelka of the San Jose Mercury News. He covers uh, the Sharks for the Mercury News here and. He was a guest on Sportsnet 680's The Big Show. I think that was just within the last week. And he was on there to discuss recent Sharks news. And he seemed to share the same sentiment with James Reimer taking the starting goaltending job and Aiden Hill potentially being moved during the offseason. Uh, presumably if the Sharks don't move Reimer, of course. Um, obviously nothing is set in stone. Nobody really knows what will happen until it actually does, until that time arrives. But um, I honestly think that Aiden Hill's time has come to an end in San Jose. So I could be the tiebreaker. <laughs> Aiden Hill, you know what? I I could be biased, and I've already mentioned this previously, so I'm just going to cover it one more time for those of you who don't know. Um, I feel like he kind of started his career in San Jose off of the wrong uh, skate, so to speak. He filed for arbitration which pretty much is a process where you know they negotiate a salary that he feels he's worth and you know if the the team does the same deal and once they get you know uh, common ground the contract is inked and the player gets you know compensated according to uh you know what he is kind of worth his value um and i thought at first okay this is kind of like okay this makes sense we just signed james reimer uh, for like two and a half million, uh, just like maybe a week after we acquired uh, Aiden Hill via trade. So I was thinking like, okay, this makes sense. If a young goaltender is being brought onto a franchise to kind of like, hey, I'm going to um, file for arbitration so I could get what I feel like I deserve as the potential starting goaltender. But the other part of it was if the team and, you know, um, the, you know Aiden Hill did not meet to an agreement, then he's a free agent. <laughs> and the Sharks essentially gave up uh, Yosef Koshinov and a second round draft pick for nothing. Um, kind of feels that way. Even though, you know, Aiden Hill is, I mean, it's, it's almost like photo ops at a team practice. But even though he's not necessarily like um, off of the roster, like he's still part of the Sharks, it just feels like, you know, he hasn't really, you know, been there or done really much of anything to legitimately say like all right this guy wants to stay and play in san jose now a lot of you out there like hey he has a lower body injury i mean what do you expect the guy has a hill we kind of covered this uh in the previous podcast so just trying to bring you up back up to speed but long story short is is uh, i think aiden hill's time in san jose is done especially with james reimer remaining and kakinen uh being added to the to the crease uh so with that being said uh, you know, it doesn't make sense for Aiden Hill to remain a Shark. Both Hill and Reimer contract extends into the next season, so they're technically signed, you know, through 2024. 
excuse me, 2023, pardon me. Uh, so, you know, th- their tenure with San Jose is, is very short. And with Reimer pretty much playing as the Sharks MVP and Kakinen being brought to the addition, of course, uh, you have Sachenko. He's holding it down at the CUDA now. Uh, but, you know, we have the we have the depth in the goaltending position. I think we had a depth that doesn't necessarily justify having two goaltenders at a two plus million dollar price tag. And given that James Reimer is the one that's been holding it down and he's been the one that's pretty much, again, I want to say one more time, the team MVP, he's a starting goaltender. Sharks on Need Hill. I think Kakanen is obviously going to be uh, the favored uh, goaltender in terms of like, you know, where I would, me personally, lean the future of the franchise on. I feel like they were hoping that could be Hill. But um, I again, all season long, I, I felt like maybe he wasn't the one. And that is all I'm going to say about Aiden Hill. Because this next question, surprisingly enough, um, did not get the results that I thought it would. Because I've heard and read so many comments um, in favor of this um roster move so to speak but i asked sharks fans out there or we asked on uh, instagram pardon me uh, is it time for a new captain in 2022 2023 uh 47% of you said yes 53% the majority vote no now that is shocking for me it really is um i've read a lot of comments throughout the seasons ever since they pretty much stitched the captain insignia on his jersey of how Logan Couture should not be the uh, Sounds of Sharks uh, captain. Um, you know what? I'll be honest with you. Like, um, I have love for Couture. I really do. Even back in the day when he was sharing inappropriate links on Twitter. <laughs> Couture should have been named captain years ago. But there is a line. All right? There is a line with the likes of Pavelski, Thornton, and Marlowe on the roster. Right, uh, it's unfortunate that he was named captain during the worst three season span in franchise history. It really is, and um, you know, with that being said, I feel that most fans want to see the face of the franchise as a team captain, a player that instantly connects all fans. A player that brings the Sharks to the next level and elevates the team on a national stage. Kind of like how Joe Thornton did when he first arrived. Uh, For me, especially after this season, that player is Tomas Hurdle. So I would say if the San Jose Sharks acquire a new head coach, then yes, it would be appropriate for the team to reevaluate the leadership core. And only if we get a new coach should Couture, um, you know, potentially be stripped of the captaincy. And I would say the heavy favorite would be Eric Carlson. Just kidding. Tomas Hurdle. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but I honestly think if the Sharks keep Bugner, then Couture should and most undoubtedly will remain the captain of the Sharks in 2022-2023. Uh, However, um, 47% of you say, hey, 
he's our guy and the majority 53 the remaining 53 percent um or excuse me i flipped that uh, 47 percent say this is not the guy and the majority 53 percent say it's not time for a new captain so uh, still a lot of love for couture out in san jose and i'm glad i'm glad to see that um i really i really have no problem with him being the captain but just given how the season is going and it seems like you know it's time for a new change that's typically how I, in my opinion, see how things go down, especially if you have a new bench boss. Um, so with that being said, will the Sharks keep Bugner for another year? Another one of our fan poll questions on our Instagram account. By the way, uh, follow us across the board on social media, Shark City Hockey on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and uh, Twitch as well. But uh, I asked, will the Sharks keep Bugner for another year? I want to know about what you fans think out there. And 70% of you say no way, no chance. in. if you know, Vince McMahon's theme song, you know, the rest of that anyways, but yeah, um, 70% of you want the Bob Bugner experiments to be done with. And I can't blame you. Um, do I think the sharks will keep Bugner for another year? Like as I'm with you out there, I I want a new bench boss, I really do. But I have to admit, I kind of feel like the Sharks are going to keep Bob Bugner for one more season. As crazy as it sounds, um, the reason I say that is Joe Will mentioned not too long ago that he's pleased with the job that Bob Bugner has done in San Jose. Plus, all of you fans out there know that his review, his year-end review, is going to include the fact that the Sharks weren't 100% all season long. From being in safety protocols by the league at the beginning of the season to, to all these injuries, uh, the, the foundation is set to have at least one more year for Bugner. You know, one more year without all these external factors influencing his ability to make eternal changes anyways so i'm not a fan of it but unless um you know someone comes along and is like readily available and is like super significant in terms of like his uh you know his hockey head coaching resume i don't think the sharks are going to move away from bugner especially if joe will becomes the next sharks general manager so, with that being said, that was the last the last question on our Instagram fan poll. And it is, is Joe Will going to become the next Sharks GM? This one was another one of those results where it seems pretty split. But the majority at this point say no, 51%. Uh, 49% of you feel like it's a yes. Um, I'm there with you. It just makes sense. Uh, for the 51% that say no, he's not. Uh, I understand you as well. I know that there are fans out in there in Sharks territory that uh, rather they're rather passionate when it comes to the Sharks general manager. Um, and speaking of which, as of right now, uh, Doug Wilson is still on medical leave, and all the best wishes and regards are sent your way, Dougie. Uh, Wilson had quite the career as a player and was honored in 2021 by being inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, his legacy in San Jose includes bringing the Sharks their, to their first Western Conference Championship appearance in like, like practically his first season as the GM in 2004. 
as well as bringing the Sharks within reach of the Stanley Cup in 2016. Uh, Wilson's legacy also includes acquiring Joe Thornton in 2005 and assembling a President's Trophy League best team in 2009. So... I know a lot of people don't really care for Doug Wilson, especially recently with the whole, um, you know, like contract signings and acquisitions and players leaving, etc. But I mean, this guy is practically like almost every one of your favorite Sharks memories since 2003. Wilson has, you know, been involved in and he could be accredited for. So I have nothing against Doug Wilson as a general manager. Um, but with that being said, it seems as if the organization is ready to maybe let Joe Will assume the role of the general manager. Uh, he's already gone through a trade deadline. He's signed Tomas Hurdle. That would probably be the biggest, the biggest, like, from my opinion, um, like if you had to pinpoint when there was a transition this is part of me for a lack of better words, but like a transition of power, so to speak. I think that would be it. Joe Will and Tomas Hurdle inking that deal together for uh, you know the next eight years. Uh, so yeah, um, I understand that most of you want a clean slate. They want to see everyone from top down, you know, essentially be given their walking papers. But the reality situation is that Joe Will is being, you know, he's being primed to be the next Sharks general manager. And so are the fan base. So is his fan base. They recently just did a a story on him about how essentially Joe Will has been a part of the Sharks uh, organization since their inception, since they were created uh, and specifically handpicked by Gordon Gunn III. So um, I would say that with his career, with the Sounds of Sharks organization, including being the uh, GM of the CUDA. I, I would say that this would probably be the the natural next step in his um, you know career. So I believe Joe Will uh, will be the next Sharks general manager, assuming Doug Wilson does not return in 2002-2003. And that is pretty much all of our poll questions. Thank you for everyone for, for, for participating. Whoa! Got motor mouth there for a second, my bad. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, if you want to affect the results of those polls, they'll still be up for the next 24 hours. I'll give or take like a few. But uh, nonetheless, um, you know, thank you for engaging with the content, or excuse me, engaging with the um, with the Instagram page. And, of course, um, feel free to check out all the other content that we have laid out there. All right, so... Now, I would like to go to a segment that I'm calling The Lead Pass. Yeah, I'm going to try something new here again. Uh, So, The Lead Pass. We're going to just kind of briefly cover the next Sharks game. Sounds like Sharks face the Arizona Coyotes tomorrow at 7 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. That's 7 p.m. Shark City Time. Uh, The Miami Herald reports that the Coyotes are 11-23-3 when facing conference opponents. And that they also averaged 10.4 penalty minutes per game, the third most in the West. So, uh, you know, hopefully the Sharks will have an opportunity to improve their power play unit with this whole third most 
penalty committing team in the Western Conference. Uh, the last time the Sharks faced the Coyotes was March 20th, not too long ago, and the Sharks won by a score of 4-2. to two. Uh, Injuries. For San Jose Sharks, you have Jonah Gadjevic, who is day-to-day uh, with an undisclosed injury. Kevin LeBanc is out. He's been getting some um, play in... Uh, he's been getting some time in practice, but he is still out with a shoulder injury. Logan Couture is day-to-day with upper body injury. I just learned today that that whole shot he took for Brent Burns while he's standing to crease. Um, apparently, it gave him a bruised lung. So, it's kind of on a, on the point when I said at least a contusion. And I'm glad that's all it is because, my goodness, uh, that could have been really bad. Um, anyways... Uh, Sharks are six in the Pacific Division, of course, um, 29, 28, and 8, as we mentioned at the top of the show. Uh, Coyotes are 20, 41, and 5. They're 8th in the Central. So, you know, kind of like, you know, battle the bottom feeders. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Arizona is looking to end a six-game losing streak. So, San Jose Sharks didn't have the, you know... How to say this? We could have, you know, we didn't have the opportunity to extend a winning streak recently, but we have the opportunity to continue a losing streak for our opponents. So six games, Arizona Coyotes haven't won in six games. I really hope that the Sharks don't become the one to make them break that streak. Uh, This will be the 161st all-time game for the Sharks versus Coyotes. The Sharks lead the all-time series with 82 victories, 57 losses, uh, 7 OT losses, blah, blah, same loss, and 14 ties since they played back in the day when you could watch an entire game and have no result. That was prior to the shootout era or the skills competition. Anyways, that is going to be our show for this evening, this Taco Tuesday, this Timo Tuesday. Uh, don't forget to check out our webpage, sharkcityhockey.com. That's where you can find all of our previous podcast episodes that are archived on the uh, podcast page, as well as um, unique Sharks fan-created content. And, hey, if you like music, check out our 24-7 audio stream as well. Everything's completely free, of course. All right. I am Aaron James signing off. This is the Shark City Podcast. Um, once again trying new things here thank you all for joining me i hope you all like this uh leave a comment on um you know comment section or um torts yeah my bad i'm I'm barely checking out the comment section myself a little guilty of that but yes new head coach torts i would agree will he come to san jose will we be willing to you know only time will tell anyways it's nice to dream big (laughs) i really think I really think the Sharks are going to have to, um, they're going to have to do something about that bench spot situation fast. Um, will they do something about it? I, I really don't know. I hope so. Anyways, um, signing off for Teambo Tuesday. Again, visit the webpage, check out our Instagram, our um, Facebook, and our Twitter page at Shark City Hockey. Thank you to everyone again for following us uh, for this entire season. And um, as always, we're going to end this episode with Let's Go Sharks. Good night, everybody in Sharks territory. Um, Hopefully they beat the Desert Dogs. Oh, my goodness.
I lied. I'm not signing off. I have one more soapbox to do. <laughs> Desert dogs. Is it just me or is that phrase just being overused during the broadcast now? I mean, it went from a cool drinking game to essentially a catchphrase. Can we go back to a time when hearing the word desert dogs was like unique and not something that someone says five plus times during the broadcast segment, five plus times in a segment to be culturally relevant? Come on. Anyways, I digress. All right, everybody. Y'all have a good night and let's go. Sharks.